It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm James Erpine. Great to have you in on a Thursday night. So much to get to. Jay Morrison of the Dayton Daily News joined me earlier today on ESPN 1530. You will hear that interview in its entirety in just a minute. We discussed John Ross. We discussed Marvin being silly with the media. So much more. But first, I want to get to Sunday. Because Sunday, to me, comes down to a couple things. And I... I know we do have some duplicate listeners, and I did this on ESPN 1530 earlier today. But the thing that interests me the most, because we talk about Dalton, and we talk about the line, and those are the two things. Dalton, line, line, Dalton, Dalton, line, line, Dalton, play calling. Yes, they both have a factor. They both play a role in what the Bengals have been this year, which is 3-5. and five. But over the, past, the, the last three games, the Bengals are 1-2. and two. And the last time they had a signature win where you felt good about them, it's their only really signature win of the year when they beat Buffalo. They beat Buffalo at home, and you feel good about the Bengals, where they're going, their direction. What happened? Do you Think back. That, that was back on October 8th. So you're talking a month and a day ago. What happened? What's the difference? Do you remember? Do you recall? A.J. Green had seven receptions for 189 yards and a touchdown. Since then, A.J. Green has had seven receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown in two and a half games. Vontez Perfect had 13 tackles and a sack. Since then, Vontez Perfect hasn't had more than three, or hasn't had more than, excuse me, eight tackles, and a lot of his tackles against the Jaguars came up in garbage time. Earlier this week, actually yesterday's podcast, you heard Joe Goodberry talk about Vontez Perfect and the fact that he looks slower. He looks out of shape like he did last year at times. That's the reality. The reality is, is when the Bengals can't find a way to get the ball to A.J. Green or he struggles at all, for whatever reason, and Vontez Perfect doesn't play elite, this team has too many flaws to overcome. They need their best players to be big time. And when they're not, they lose. It is that simple. Think about it. Jacksonville. Pittsburgh. Houston. Baltimore. Houston, Baltimore, Vontez wasn't there. A.J. Green didn't catch a touchdown because they didn't score a touchdown. Green Bay, they played pretty well. And even without Vontez, A.J. Green shows up. But they needed Vontez to make that final play to clinch it, and they couldn't. They need him to play great. 
And the the sad part is with AJ Green, he can't throw the ball to himself. He can't block and then get the ball. And with Vontez Perfect, I don't know what it is. But those two guys, if they go, the Bengals will go. If they have a good game on Sunday, I'm confident this Bengals team without with the bad line and Dalton struggling, they'll win. And I know that simplifies things a lot, but like I'm a big basketball guy. You want your best players getting the ball. You want your best players making plays. And I think that's what it comes down to with this Bengals team. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Real quick, let's get to something. This is my one-on-one interview. I I caught up with Jordan Willis the other day in the Bengals locker room. And I just wanted to get his thoughts on the season, his first eight games of his rookie year, if he's exceeded his own expectations. So I caught up with him. This is about three minutes long. Here's my one-on-one interview with Bengals defensive end, the rookie. Jordan Willis. Did you expect to have the impact you, you've had so far the first eight games of your NFL career? Um, I mean, I, it's not like I I didn't expect that I would be playing well. I mean, I just try to take on the role of, you know, do my job because obviously if I, as a rookie, if I don't, I won't be out there. But then just try to be around the football as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if you're doing your job, you're, you know, you're taking your, your steps knocking a guy back, able to get off in your gap and make the play, then it should be beneficial. I know you're eight games into your career, but what do you think the the issues are so far with this team, eight games into the year? Um, I'm just going to mimic what the coaches say. <laughs> um, I mean, That's probably the safe bet. <laughs> um, and which is the same way I feel, too. I mean, me as a rookie, like, I'm just looking, because you know, I, I spend a lot of time on the sideline and just watching out there. I just feel like... Um, and this is what the coaches say, that, you know, we have good game plans going in there. It's just a matter of guys executing it. You know, we played against um, teams last two weeks that have ran the ball pretty good. Um, and then we're playing it against a team this week that runs the ball pretty good. And, like, if you're – and when we played Pittsburgh as well, you can't really – no one can get out of their gap because it just – one guy jumps out of his gap, then that, the running back runs in that gap, and then he may be able to get a few more yards, and it kind of throws the whole defense. So the, the the whole thing of it is just guys playing their gaps. That's as simple as I can yeah. get to, and then get the third down rushers on the field. You know, um, if we're able to, you know, get in, get guys into more third and longs, then obviously get guys out there that can pass rush um, and help the team out. In the Bengals locker room with Jordan Willis, a few more questions for him. You, you mentioned the Titans this week. They obviously do run the ball with Derrick Henry and, and DeMarco Murray. Uh, what have you seen from them on film? I know Henry's kind of taken over a little, little bit more of a role in that backfield, but they got a two-headed monster at running back. Yeah, um, it, it ain't going to be anything different in that we've already played good running backs, really good running backs this year, guys that have a power back and maybe a, a speed back or whatever it is. We've dealt with all Everything that we're going to see this week and we've dealt with in a sense is just a new team that does it a unique way. They do do some different things, but for me, it's a down block, a base block, and then a pass set is basically what I'm going to be getting this week and a six-technique block. And then Marcus Mariota, how how challenging is it to go up against a guy? I think he's healthy now, fully recovered. He had a leg injury earlier in the year. Uh, to go up against a guy who can run. I know you've went, went up against a few, but he certainly uh, offers that as well as his own. Yeah, then again, it goes back to playing the defense. And you, we got to be dotted out up front in the pass rush lanes. If every guy's on his dot, then it, it, it should make it harder on the quarterback to be able to use his feet to beat us. Um, 
in the run game, they may run zone read and some of that kind of stuff. Um, some quarterback run stuff is just a matter of guys just being disciplined on the edge. That's Jordan Willis, and it, man, he's got, they've nailed the draft. Say what you want about the line, but they've been they've got the draft right. Outside of John Ross, uh, which we we still don't know about, I'm going to ask Jay Morrison about him. Dayton Daily News covers the Bengals. He will be on with me in um, a minute or two here, but it, it's just interesting. Or you'll hear from him. He was on with me earlier today on ESPN 1530. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it's just interesting to me to see how well they've improved that that flaw that they had last year, the defensive line. And you just hope that they can do that this offseason with the offensive line. You really do. You really do. Uh, I'm James Erpine. You're listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. And ever since this podcast started, people ask for advice on who's going to win. And if, if you're a sports fan, you do it all the time. You're at the bar with your buddies. You got, hey, who you got tonight? You got Arizona? You got Seattle. I hate that game, by the way, tonight. No, no way. Staying away from that. Let me tell you this. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to go to mybookie.ag. I've gotten tweets about it. I use it. I love it. There, heck, I bet on the uh, a couple UFC fights last weekend when I was in Jacksonville. Worked out well. My bookie has been in the business for years. Reputation is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses if you use promo code Locked On. So you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. It takes two business days. So I know that's a big thing with, with these sites, the payouts, two business days with my bookie. I'm only going to recommend something that I've tried that's treated me well, and I'm urging you to make your way to mybookie.ag. You win, they pay. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. Use promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to activate your offer. Again, visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid with promo code Locked On. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast, and Jay Morrison covers the Bengals for the Dayton Daily News, Cox Media Group, and he joined me earlier today, and there was an interesting thing that happened. So it, uh, Marvin Lewis told the media that it was none of their business yesterday when I was in his press conference, told their media, all of the local media, that it was none of our business with Jake Fisher's injury, what was wrong with him, and why he was sick, and why he was going to be out for the year. And then today he goes on a national radio show, and he tells them, get this, he tells them what was wrong, which is an irregular heartbeat. He's taking pills for it. Hopefully he'll get him better and uh, he'll be able to play next year. But think about that. And I I did a segment on that, and then I welcomed in Jay Morrison, and and here's what Jay had to say about that, and we dive into John Ross and a ton of other stuff. Here's my interview with Jay Morrison of the Dayton Daily News. Jay, how you doing? Well, I don't know, James. That's a personal question. <laughs> well, None dang, Marvin, come on, Marvin. <laughs> uh, I, I I think thanks for coming on. I was actually going to ask you about that. Like, what what do you think? His strategy is there because obviously, if he drops it on a national show, we'll find out in two minutes. So, what's the point? 
Yeah, I really don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with his response in the press conference because sure. it is a personal issue. It's, Agreed. It's something that, you know, he probably shouldn't be divulging, but it's just head-scratching that he would come out the next day and, and, and just spill it. I guess there's always a chance that, that Jake said, you know, hey, I'm, I'm okay with you letting people know what this is, but... I don't. I, I doubt that's what happened. I mean, Jake's going into a contract year next year. I'm, I'm sure he he doesn't want people to know that he's dealing with this issue. If he can get it taken care of and and fixed, and it's not an issue next year when he goes through physicals, I, I, it's just it's it's a really strange situation. I, I, I don't think to go back to your question. I don't think there was a strategy there by Marvin. I think he just either he let it slip or I, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to to know. <laughs> what Marvin's thinking sometimes. Yeah, it is. there's no doubt about that. Joined by Jay Morrison of the Dayton Daily News, covers the Bengals. And I, I noticed uh, a few players out today. Should we be worried? Uh, who was out and uh, how worried should fans be about the starters that didn't practice? Um, I don't think too worried. I, I don't think we're going to see Randy Bullock. Um, the, the fact that that they when they brought Deron Smith back, who's now gone in Cleveland, but when they brought him back and put him on the practice squad, that kind of signaled that that they didn't think that that Randy would be ready this week, and and they're gonna they're gonna ride with Marshall Kane again. Um, Drake Kirkpatrick had an illness. No telling how serious that is. I mean, Jake Fisher had an illness, and that uh, irregular heartbeat's a pretty serious thing. I don't think that's the case with Dre. Um, we'll know more tomorrow if he's back. But uh, Sean Williams was back today. He was limited, but he was back from his hamstring. Um, I, they haven't had Kevin Minter for a while. Uh, he missed again today with the elbow. I, I don't think we're going to see him play either. And they've done okay there with, with Vontez sliding into middle linebacker. So I, I don't think the injuries are, are that big of an issue going into this weekend. And, and Jay, one that I, I noticed was Tyler Boyd was limited yesterday and today. Is there any chance he returns this week? I'd be surprised. Um, coming off of a knee injury, um, an MCL, those typically uh, your best case scenario is a four week absence. It was, um, I think it was what October fifteenth when he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was October first. Uh, yeah, it's October eighth. I'm sorry, I'm getting on my tape against the up, Bills. Yeah, 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 against the Bills. Um, I, I think that's this is kind of the mo for the Bengals. They got a guy coming back. They they give him a little time on the rehab field. Uh, you know, kind of ease him in with a, a light week of practice. Um, I, I don't. They're they're healthy there now at, at wide receiver. Uh, you know, if, if if he's when he's back to full health, they've got all seven wide receivers available. They only dress five on game day, so I'd, I'd be shocked if he played this week. Um, but yeah, I would expect him to be back in there uh, in Denver in two weeks. We're joined by Jay Morrison of the Dayton Daily News, and that leads me to a question. I think a lot of Bengals fans have uh, not just me, but uh, John Ross. Where, where where do you view that? I know it seems it's like the curious case of John Ross now. When will he be full go, not only in practice, but get a chance to, to show what he can do in the game? He was inactive, a healthy scratch last week. Do you, do you expect him to be active this week? I don't I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, Marvin said that he certainly hopes that he can contribute this year. Um, he's, he's had three straight weeks of, of full practice. He hasn't been limited any of these days. Um, John talked Monday about how – how difficult it was for him coming back where he would run one play and then he'd, he'd be winded for the next series. It's, 
it's something that, you know, people forget. He, he missed the entire spring. He missed a lot of the preseason. He was out those weeks after he kind of re-injured the knee in week two. Um, I, it's not punitive by any means. I know some people think that's the case. He had that fumble in the Texas Texans game. Um, I, that's not the case. It's just a matter of if they're going to have him available, they want him to be fully available. And, and I don't know that, that that's the case yet. He was active two weeks ago, but that's only because Cody Core had a concussion. Um, Cody Core came back last week. Uh, Cody Core and then Josh Malone, the other rookie, those guys play a lot on special teams. John Ross doesn't give you much on special teams. He could, but he's still really raw as a returner. So if if he's active this week, I, can't, I just can't see him deactivating Cody Core or Josh Malone, and, and I, I don't really see him going with six wide receivers either. So I, I, I kind of think he will be inactive again. But going back to Tyler Boyd, when he comes back, then you got seven. Then you yeah. got you got to pick two of those guys to sit down. So it's it's really kind of a, a strange situation. By no, he I feel he can help this team. This this offense this this offensive line that, that cannot block. He's the ideal weapon to slow down the pass rush, to throw him some screens, to, to maybe run some end arounds, and and try to limit the the pressure that the defense is bringing but it's just it's something that they haven't been willing uh to to get him in yet and and give him any kind of significant role yeah i think that's the maddening thing for fans is the fact that if he is healthy he's a guy that even if he plays 10 plays is probably gonna have a bigger impact than than a cody core on offense who i I think he played two snaps last week so it'll certainly be interesting but i i think i get why fans are like scratching their head and wondering what the heck is going on. Yeah, I mean, it, the, he's a new toy. The fans look at him as a new <laughs> toy. He's the first-round pick. Everybody wants to see what he can do. It doesn't matter who who the player is, but a first-round pick, you're in, in the NFL today, you're expected to come in and contribute right away, even though that hasn't been the M.O. of the Bengals. It, it, when they were on that run of five straight playoff years, they had the luxury of a really deep roster, and they could bring these guys in and, and redshirt them. Um, I don't think that was ever the plan with John Ross. I, I think they were hoping he would be further along at this point health-wise. But, you know, for whatever reason, he, he's not. And it leaves the fans kind of scratching their head wondering when they're going to get a chance to see him. Jay Morrison of the Dayton Daily News joins us. Uh, A.J. Green not appealing his fine, he said today, huh? Yeah, and it's not really surprising. He, he said, first of all, rarely do those get reduced. Maybe if it's a... Um, you know, a personal foul, uh, uh, that kind of thing that the league might be like, yeah, it was questionable and reduced it a little bit. I know George Iloka had a fine reduced um, a couple years back. Uh, There's nothing that anyone's going to see on that tape that would suggest <laughs> that the, the league would reduce that fine. And and he said it Sunday. He was going to accept whatever the league gave him, and uh, that's what he's doing. He's He's going to pay it. Now, the, the minimum fine for fighting is 30000 so it was interesting that, that he said it was forty-two. They they went a little above and beyond with the what the first offense for fighting is on the fine schedule. Yeah, I was surprised, and I know he got ejected and missed a half, but I, I was surprised. I thought it was a he almost got a break by the from the league that he wasn't suspended for this week. I I didn't think he would be. I think really? I was in the minority there, but based on his track record and based on the fact that the official came out after the game and, and said that Jalen Ramsey was the instigator, um, I, I thought that. That combined with the fact that he already missed the second half, that, that he would he would get by on this one, and, and I'm sure the Bengals are thrilled that he did because they're going to need him Sunday. They are, and, and let, let's talk about Sunday because to me, 
it's one of those things. It's they're right back where they were a couple weeks ago, where you, you go on the road, you have to win, and I don't know if they can. I mean, that Marcus Mariota's healthy. The the Titans are going to try to run the ball a lot, and that's the one thing that uh, if this Bengals defense hasn't done well, it's it's stopped the run. And then on the other side, offensively, I just don't know outside of getting the ball to AJ Green and maybe Tyler Croft a little bit where they're going to get points. Yeah, I mean they they cannot run the ball. That's it, <laughs> I heard you say earlier that they they may not be the worst in the league, but they're one of the worst. Well, statistically, right now they are the worst. They are the number thirty-two offense. They are the number thirty-two rush offense. Um, That's crazy it, to it, think it, when there's a, a team up north named the Cleveland Browns. It's know? also crazy to think when you have Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard, and Joe Mixon yeah. in the backfield. Yeah. I mean that that's a that's an indictment of this offensive line, and it's not going to get any better, especially that you just lost your starting right tackle. Um, that they've got to find ways to new creative ways to try to to get this offense going, because I do think that this defense is a solid defense, and Agreed. if they can't, they, one of the reasons that you know they've they've given up some yards on the ground is because they're falling behind, and that teams are just running it, running it, and they get in that that mode. If the Bengals could somehow find a way, and I know they did it at Green Bay, and it, they still didn't win that game, but they can get out to a lead early and, and try to force the other team to, to throw the ball, and they can unleash their pass rush, which has been really impressive at times this year. Mm-hmm. That that's the recipe for winning a game, but you're right. There's you kind of scratch your head and wonder how are they going to get out to that lead when there's there's not a lot of weapons on that offense right now. It's almost like they could throw deep balls to AJ Green in, in the ninth overall pick. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> or bubble screens and let the ninth overall pick show off his speed. Yeah, I agree. He's Jay Morrison of the Dayton Daily News. Make sure you follow Jay on Twitter at Jay Morrison CMG. Jay, I appreciate the time. I'll. Uh, Probably see you next week. Hey, always good to talk to you, James. That's crazy, huh? That's Jay Morrison, Dayton Daily News. League's worst offense. Uh, The curious case of John Ross. Um, Good stuff from Jay. Uh, Try to get different voices on this podcast, different voices on the radio. And that's a guy I don't think you've heard from on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com. Every podcast posted there, the iHeartRadio app. And we're on Megaphone now as well as Apple Podcasts and iTunes. I'm James Erpine. Follow me on Twitter at James Erpine, at Locked on Bengals. And until next time, make sure you check out mybookie.ag with promo code Locked On. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day.